I have a sheet that I can print out for stuff that I use um, all the time. Printable lists, like for instance, this time of year is we're all starting to think about our taxes. And I have a list of places that I go to regularly. And if I know that I went there, it's just easier to go back and get my mileage for that place. I have a list with that. I keep information for each collector on what piece they own or pieces, if they own more than one, the size of that piece, what they paid for it, and uh, the day they purchased it, and also lifetime value. Welcome to Creative Type Podcast. This is episode four, Organization Within Your Art Business. I am Lori Rivera. And I'm Jamie Haney. And we are your hosts for Creative Type Podcast. So like I said today, yeah, welcome. Today, we're going to talk about organization and uh, we're going to share different ways that Jamie and I uh, have found that works for us to help us organize our collectors, our paintings, our just everything about our business. And the first thing I wanted to mention that's on my list is a business plan. Now, when I say business plan, don't let that scare you. Uh, You know, initially, I'm sure you're probably thinking like, oh, corporate business plan. Well, it's nothing like that. Mine is in front of the banker. (laughs) Yeah, right. And the CFO and the CEO. (laughs) Yeah. What do you want this money for? We need a business plan. (laughs) (laughs) Right. That's what I think of when I think of business plan. I know, right. It sounds so official. Official. (laughs) Yeah. No, really. Mine just consists of my mission statement, which is very simple, my goals and my schedule for the year. That's my business plan. That's all it is. It's very simple. And my mission statement is just to create paintings that make people happy. And does that mean, yeah. And you know, I, Jamie, as you know, I struggle with depression. So, and that, that's why I want my paintings to make people happy. Because great. yeah, so uh, now does that mean every one of my paintings is a happy one? No, not necessarily, <laughs> but that's my end goal, <laughs> right? That, that's what I strive for. And also in my business plan, I have my goals for the year. So just to give you an example, one of my goals this year is to paint at least three hours a day, every day during the week. Wow. And another goal of mine is to hit a certain amount in sales this year. So I hope that's, I hit that's that good to have a goal in mind for sure. Yeah. And without goals, we're really directionless. Oh, I know. You know I think we have, to have, yeah, we have yeah. to have goals. We have to. And I just want to say one more thing about goals is that I make mine smart goals. And if, in case you're not familiar with that, a smart goal is something that's specific, measurable, attainable, realistic, and time oriented. So let's say you want to lose weight. You're not going to say, oh, I just, I want to lose weight. No, you want to make it time specific and specify how much you want to lose. So like, maybe I want to lose five pounds in the next week. So you can measure that. You can measure that. Yeah, right. I know. (laughs) What dreamland are you living in? (laughs) Yeah, five is a lot, isn't it? Five is a lot. Yeah. (laughs) Well, for one week it is, I think. It is. Yeah. Um, I just threw that out there. Yeah, but I get what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you can measure that at the end of the week. Yes. Get on the scale. Oh, I only lost four. So which I'd be happy with that. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I only lost four. So I didn't reach my goal. So now what am I going to do to reach it next week? You know, so one thing I have to do also is to remind myself to check in with my business plan every quarter. 
sometimes it's hard to remember to do that. So I suggest you put it on your calendar, you know, at the end of every quarter, review the previous quarter and see how you're doing. Yeah. That's a great idea, Lori. That's thanks for sharing that. And I think when you think about goals, you need to have short-term goals and long-term goals. Oh yeah. And I don't think they need to be goals that you know you can attain. Sometimes you need some far out goals. Like yeah. I want to rule the world. No, I'm kidding. Yeah. But you know, like big goals, like I want to make a hundred thousand dollars a year on my paintings. Yeah. And, and teaching and you know, all of my art business combined. That's a right. for me, that's a, a pretty far off goal. Me too. Right Me too. Yeah. It is up there though. That's one of my goals. So yeah, uh, I think that we definitely need to think about short-term and long-term goals. I agree. I agree. Yeah. yeah. And I don't, you know, that I'm glad you brought that up because I actually don't have long-term goals in my business plan. You don't? So maybe I know. I just have, well, this, I, I just have this year's goals. Really? So that's something I need to work on, I guess. Yeah. 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 Well, my business plan consists of I want to be in business by the end of the year. Still, I still want to be in business. <laughs> I do not have a business plan written out. Uh, I guess it's loosely flying around in my head somewhere, but I kind of fly by the seat of my pants a lot of times. And uh, that is not good. It is not the best way to have, uh, you know, a strong grasp of, of what your, what your goals are or should be and what you can attain and what you can't. And, um, no, so I need yeah. to work on a business plan well, for sure. Next year, next some, year. Yeah. Oh, well, it's only January. So still, you can yeah. still get one together for this year. Right. I may yeah. have to put you up, Lori, and you can help me. Yeah, most definitely. Plan. Yeah. All right. Yeah. All uh, right. So our next one is painting schedule. Yes. So especially since we started this podcast, and I knew that was going to take a little time mm -hmm. each week, I thought, okay, I'm going to have to get a little bit better with my schedule and really try to stick to it. And, you know, cause otherwise I won't get everything done. Right. So right. I made a schedule. So I start at seven 30. Now every day I try to start at seven 30 cause I drop my daughter off of school and then I'm home by seven 30 and then I try to get started. So I try to do some computer stuff for about an hour, social media, email, you know, all that kind of stuff, anything I want to check online. So I try to do that for an hour and then I try to paint from eight 30 until lunch. And I usually take lunch around 11 or 11 30. Mm -hmm. So, and you know, some days I may not, I may have to adjust my schedule. Like if right. I'm having you lunch with someone flexible. or, you know, I maybe I have a doctor's appointment or something, you know, every right. day is not going to be the same. So you have to have, be a little bit flexible. And then uh, after lunch, I work on the podcast stuff and paint a little bit more. And like I said, one of my goals is to get three hours in a day of painting. So if I can do that, I will be happy. Well, that's and, great. That's a great schedule, right? I looked at your schedule. You sent it to me. And I needed to kind of work around so we could get together with a podcast. And I saw your schedule and I thought, oh, wow, that's really, <laughs> she's really got her shit together. I'm not really. <laughs> I need to write something down. So I took yours and yeah. then I, I changed everything to how it would meet my life a little better. And now I have that too. And I haven't looked at it since. Yay. Oh no. No, no, no. Yay. No, <laughs> I need to get back into it. <laughs> Are you starting to see a trend here? Lori is organized and she is on the ball and I'm kind of the, Not uh, stereo all the time. <laughs> stereotypical artist. Fly, flighty, maybe a little. Uh, I think you're a little more type B than I am. Do you think? Maybe I'm, just a little bit. I'm very type B. I'm I very think so too. I'm I laid think back. 
Yes. Yeah. I'm a very peaceful Taurus who I I think about things a lot before I do them. Yeah. That's a good trait to have, though. Sometimes. Yeah, sometimes. But also I'm one of my top negative traits is procrastination. <laughs> and I, and, well, you know, worked in an advertising agency for years and nothing is, is more, I don't know if inspiring is the right word, but you can come up with stuff and get shit done when you have a deadline. Oh, and yeah. And working in advertising, you always have a deadline. So I am bad now. I have to make deadlines for myself or stuff just doesn't get done. Oh, yeah. I can relate to that. So that's that's still sticking with our schedule here. Um, yeah. And then calendar, you were talking about the calendar. I guess that was what you were talking about with um, scheduling your time to paint. Lunch. Yeah, a little bit. And one more thing I wanted to say about, you yeah. know, having a calendar is if you use an electronic calendar, like I use what comes with, uh, oh, what do I use? I use the Google calendar. Yeah, that's what I use on my phone. And uh, so uh, you can actually uh, assign colors to different meetings and events in your calendar. So what I try to do, I'm not always good at it, but I try to make like all my art events, like shows and drop-offs and uh, all that kind of stuff, anything art related, a certain color, and then appointments for my daughter, a certain color and so forth. So that just kind of helps try to keep me organized. Like if I'm looking for something related to my art business, I can just scan through and find the different colors, you know? Um, but yeah, so I use an electronic calendar. Uh, some people use planners, paper calendars. Jamie, I think you're more of a paper planner, aren't you? Yeah, I'm kind of old school. Let me ask you this, Lori. You're so organized. Do you have a label maker? No, I don't. (laughs) Oh, I'm shocked. (laughs) Oh, I got to get one. (laughs) And now that's old school label making, but uh, I kind of, I can just imagine, of course, I've seen your studio, but Oh, my studio isn't organized at all. I'm in a, its place, you know, yeah. and, uh, with labels all over it. No, yeah, no, no, I would never, I would never see my stuff again. I need to have, well, if, if you're on audio only, you can't see our studios, but all you can see on Lori, she's hiding all her junk, see, but mine <laughs> is out for everyone to see. And usually where, when I use something, I set it down and that's where it stays until I clean up for the next painting. So, uh, yeah, I, I'm old school. I have a, I have a paper calendar here. We, we were making show notes or show ideas for this podcast episode. Uh, she sent me this nice, neat outline on, on a, <laughs> a text. <laughs> and I have it written down on a spiral notebook that I stole from my kid. And <laughs> that's just how I roll. <laughs> I, I need to see it. But yeah, then but I have every- like. Yeah, but I have like 15 notebooks floating around and I'm like, yeah. oh my God, which one was it in? And I'm flipping through and I'm reading and and then every once in a while there'll be like a scribble or a sketch or something and one, oh, I was looking for that yeah. a year ago. <laughs> <laughs> and there's no right or wrong. I mean, what works no. for you is what works for you. And whether it's paper right. or electronic, it doesn't matter. Just find a system that works for you. That's exactly right. Yeah. All right. So are we re- moving on to number three? I think so. All right. Computer files. I'm going to take over this one. Now, I cannot take credit for this, but this is how I categorize and inventory and keep my shit together, basically, with my computer files. I used to work as a graphic designer for a local newspaper, the Evansville Courier in Evansville, Indiana. And they had a fantastic system set in place. And 
I do the same and I've done it everywhere I worked after that. I would usually be the computer person, you know, because I was usually the youngest and they expected me to be able to fix their computer woes. <laughs> so <laughs> most of the time, you know, it was just uh, free for all on the computer that there would be files here and there and nothing was organized. So the system that I took from the courier is make one folder that says like work. And then another folder inside that, well, let me just pull mine up and see if I can give you a full example of what I've got here. So I have a work folder and inside that work folder, I've got many different folders, but the main one that I want to talk about right now is artwork. So I have another folder called pictures of work. And in that I might have acrylic paintings and in mm -hmm. that I have from A to Z folders a folder for A a folder for B a folder for C you know you get the picture and then mm -hmm. every painting that I have uh, it goes in those folders in the pro appropriate spot and anything that relates to that picture wise as that painting um and, and you could do it however you wanted to. You could add regular files in there as well, but it goes in that folder. So any work in progress photos, it goes in that folder. Mm -hmm. Any um, high resolution photos, um, it goes in there in there as well. Um, and then I have it. I do have a separate folder outside of the main folder for what I call web ready. And those are condensed files. You know, you don't want to put a big 5,000 pixel by 5,000 right. pixel of your painting on there someone could just swipe it and yeah, print it themselves yeah. you know so I always make low res so I do have a separate but it follows the same pattern the A through Z and that's how I keep everything together because now if I go back and I want to say say the painting didn't sell and a year from now or I painted a year ago and so now I want to share it again on social media I know exactly mm -hmm. where all those photos are mm -hmm. any any videos that I did it's all in that folder so that is what I learned from the courier and it has, I've been using that since, well, I would say around 1995 or so, 96. That's a great yeah. system. I've taught that system to many people. Yeah. But it's, it's a great system. It really is. So how do you do yours? Well, I organize mine by year. So I'll have uh, artwork, like an artwork folder. And then I'll have 2021 mm -hmm. paintings, a folder for that, mm -hmm. and then 2022 paintings, a folder, for, and so on, you know, one for each year. And then I just put a picture of the uh, artwork, you know, like the cropped version, just mm -hmm. where you just see the artwork only. I put that in the appropriate folder, like say it's for 2023, and then I name the file by the painting ID and the painting title. So like if it's the first painting of the year, I title it zero one for the first painting of the year, put an A for January. So each month has a letter. And I got this from Artwork Archive, a blog post, I think I saw somebody did theirs like this. And that's where I got this from. And then the year goes next. So 23 and then the medium is next. So acrylic painting would be AP. So my ID would be 01A23AP for the first painting of this year. And then I put a little dash and then the title of the painting. Sometimes I'll put the size in there too. Like I'll just put 12 by 12, 
I'm not real good with that. If I just get the ID and the title, I'm fine with that. Mm-hmm. Well, that's an interesting way to, to do it. I have a similar for that I use for my inventory. That's similar to that. Now mm-hmm. I do mine a little different. I start with a year. So my ID would be 23 dash and my first painting would be 001. Mm-hmm. And then that would, that's it for my, and I put that on the back of my paintings. I add that for my inventory in a sheet, a Google sheet, and would put all the, the necessary information in that Google sheet with that being one, is that a row or a, yeah, that'd be a yeah, row. Yeah, a row. Uh-huh. That goes across. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, but that's a little different than actually just setting up your computer, but I mm-hmm. guess it's kind of the same. How do you, how do you find if you've forgotten what the title of your painting is, though, how do you find yeah. these files? <laughs> Hope. Hope <laughs> or that if I you find forget, it. What if you forget what year it's from? Like, no, I can't remember yeah. what year I painted things. Well, luckily, well, okay, here's the thing. I didn't start keeping good records until 2021. Okay. Believe it I or not. I might have got, I might have hassled you. Into you that. did. You're the one who got me to do it. Yeah. And I thank you so much for that because it has been a game changer for me. Like I can keep track of everything now. Yeah. I think I was told you about the inventory numbers too, but you you did a different way. You found a different way to do it. And it does give more information. Yeah. 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 But uh, yeah, usually if I need to find one, it's, well, I haven't had a problem yet because I don't have that many years archived, but I can always switch up my system. Yeah. And do it a little differently in the future. I'm curious. uh, How many paintings are you averaging a year, Lori? Well, <laughs> last year you I paint did, a lot because you're very prolific. Well, a lot of mine are smaller pieces, though. You know, my abstracts are bigger, but then a lot of my representational pieces are like ten by ten, six by six. But I think I did 175 paintings last year. Wow! Now that's you know that, like I said, a lot of them are smaller and didn't take as long. But I just wow. try to you know do as much as I can now of course you know I mean I try to not compromise quality at the same time you know what I mean because there is you know you got to think about quantity versus quality you know exactly yeah right and I'm slower I'm slower painter for sure than you are and you are a little more dedicated I think at getting into the studio every day Uh, I kind of procrastinate (laughs) like I've said (laughs) but I am not at anywhere near that number. I think I, the most I've done is maybe 50 in one year. Well, that's a lot. Yeah. I don't think it's a lot, but someone was going through my paintings and said, oh, wow, that's a lot. And I thought, well, you should see how many of my friend Lori does. I think, I, you know, I think especially if it's somebody who doesn't paint yes, and they don't know how long something takes, that that's going to sound like a, a big number, which I think it's a lot too. 50 is a lot. Well, yeah, and it's not 50 all the time, but in some of those are tiny, but yeah, I almost take off during the summer. Yeah. Uh, I don't paint much at all during the summer unless we get together, you know, the three or four of us sometimes we'll, we'll get together and have some paint outs. But then other than that, I I do kind of take the summer off because I love to get out there in my gardens and they, you know, they're demanding. I have to get out there and weed and do certain things if I want to. Right. Right. And you have to have a pretty environment for us to come paint in. Right. That's right. That's right. And inspiration for me. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Oh yeah. We can justify the hell out of this. Can't we? Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Well, I was just curious. I knew that you painted a lot, but I had no idea it was that many. Wow. All right. But I think this... we're ready to move on to. Okay. Yeah. Oh, did I interrupt you? What were you going to say? No, no, I'm good. Oh, nothing. Okay. 
phone apps. Yes, I was just going to mention a couple things here. I find that my notes app, and I know it comes on the Apple phone. I have an iPhone. I don't know. Oh, there, yes. I'm sure there's something similar that you can get on the Android app store too, you know? Yes, there um, is. Yes, I'm sure there's plenty of things on there. But I, I love keeping notes on my phone and the notes mm-hmm. app. I just keep like painting ideas in there. I keep uh, just notes about anything and everything you can think of. If I have a oh, thought, yeah. I put it in there. And what I like about it is it's searchable. I can go up there and, you know, type in painting ideas and it'll find that and it'll pull it up. And I try to give each note a good title. So, so it's easy to find. So that's all I wanted to say about that. Do you use anything like that, Jamie? I use notes. And the thing that I like about it is I'm a Mac person. I have an iMac computer. I have an Apple tablet and I have an iPhone. So everything syncs, which is fantastic. So if I make the change on my phone, it automatically syncs up and changes it on my tablet and my iMac, which is wonderful. And I have two iMacs. I got two of them right in front of me right now. One's in my studio, which is in the basement of my home. And then one is upstairs in my kitchen. That's awesome. I hope to switch to Mac. It is awesome. Well, yeah. And uh, Vicki does it. She's got a Mac. Right. uh, It's it's so, I just really like it. I'm a Mac person. I've used a Mac since, oh my gosh. 1993. Yeah. Been a long time. I was working on like one of the really, really old ones, like a classic SE. Probably. Oh, yeah. I mean, like these little boxes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> In school, that's what we used. Yeah. Yeah. Now, I think it's all, I think I've always had a color monitor on them, but yeah, it was old, but that's, I think yeah. they are wonderful. And I'm sure that the Android has something similar. I oh don't yeah. Know what that would be. But I do know that it's a lot more cost effective. Apple is very pricey and it's irritating a lot of times, even as much as I like the products, it's very irritating because I can't, you know, if you get, you have to buy your phones by the size, you can't ever like stick a little card in like my husband can with his Android type and make it bigger. No, once you run out of space, you either need to delete stuff or get another phone. Yeah, that's frustrating. (laughs) It is very frustrating. And that is, they plan that from day one. If Mac has oh, always yeah. been that way, they really have. <laughs> yeah, even I, I before they right. had phones, even before they had phones, they did the same thing. I think the first computer that I had was like a a forty megabyte hard drive. Oh, 40, wow! Yeah, wow! Yeah, <laughs> that's so, tiny. I know, and there was no way to be, make it bigger. You had just get another computer. Yeah. So <laughs> anyway, love hate relationship with the Apple. Right. Mm-hmm. There's one other app I wanted to mention too. Uh, I have a checklist app on my phone and I think you put it on yours too, Jamie. Yeah, because you told me about it and it is awesome. And you just like add everything on there. It's actually like an actual checklist with little dots by the item. And when you click on or not click, when you touch, when you tap one of them, it disappears from your list. And then you can go and look and see everything you've already done. Did you see that on there, Jamie? Oh yeah. It's very visual. I love that. Yeah. So if you're feeling frustrated or feeling like you're not getting anything done, you can just look at that list and be like, oh man, I accomplished all this already. So I'm doing okay. That's exactly right. You introduced that to me, I think around November when I was doing the Christmas at the cabin open house at Tom's and oh my, that really, that has helped me out so much. Now I have neglected to use it lately, but I am going to break it open again today later because we've got that pop-up coming in March and I need to get my checklist going for that uh that's that is a good oh yeah and it's and it's free and you can they do have a paid service if you if you want to upgrade to it but I haven't 
I haven't uh, done that yet. I, I do like it. I Like I said, I am old school. I like my paper notes, but it is handy, especially if you're sitting at the doctor's office, yeah. um, you know, at someone's house waiting for something, you know, it's great to be able to, to see, see your lists there and, and just the satisfaction you get. Of, oh, checking that yeah. off. Oh, I love, <laughs> I love it. it. Yeah, I love it too. <laughs> it's like crossing through the line, you know, with the, yeah. on the pencil. With the it makes pencil. you feel like you're getting a lot done, even if they were yeah. things that only took a minute or two. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, right. it makes me feel accomplished. Okay, so we're going to go on to uh, number five, Google Sheets inventory. And we already kind of touched on this. I yeah. use Google Sheets for my inventory. I have a, a way for my inventory numbers, you know, the year dash 001 or whatever. That's my first painting of the year. And that is my first row, the first column. Mm -hmm. on is that which way would it be the first column column right? is up and yeah, down the inventory yeah. number yeah and then i have uh, the name of the painting is next mm -hmm. the next column and i should have had this pulled up <laughs> <laughs> you use um the same thing don't you i well see i don't know the way i have my organized is kind of weird like i have everything on my computer the pictures like i talked about earlier and the folders for each year. Yeah. But then I also keep a document in Google Docs, the Docs oh, right. uh, app, like Word, yes. like Microsoft mm -hmm. Word, but in Google. Uh, and I, I have a page for each painting. So every single painting has a page in my document. And I have them in order of the when I finished them. And on those, on each sheet for each painting, I have the, a picture of the painting. Underneath it, I have the title of the painting, then the ID, the date I finished it. And then is that, it? oh, the medium and the size. And then if someone owns that painting, I put their name in there. Oh, yeah, that's great. So what that's were you great saying? visual. That's a good visual. Yeah, yeah. And what were you going to say you do with your sheets, Jamie? Oh, well, I've pulled my Google Sheets up. So I want to go ahead and finish what I have in my columns yeah. here. If someone wanted to kind of copy something. Uh, like painting ID, like I said, title. This, and if it has the series and then the size. Mm-hmm. And then the medium and the substrate, maybe my genre, a short description, the the date I complete completed it, which I am not good about keeping that one up. Do you keep date completed on yours? Oh, I I try to. It's it is hard to keep up with that one because we it stop is. and start, stop and start. Yes, you know, yes. you won't necessarily finish the painting in one day. Right, right. And then I have the price mm -hmm. on there, location where it's at now, current location. And then I, I've recently added a new column called where it's exhibited at, because a lot of times it will exhibit at several different places. And I kind of just want to know right. that for what is it called? Provenance? Of yeah. Things? Yeah. And that's I something have, I need to be better at. <laughs> yeah. And then I just I mean, have yeah. some notes and that's it for me. And then what did you ask yeah. me what I do with those sheets? Uh, did I? I don't think I did. <laughs> well, what do oh, you do with those sheets? Well, I keep them up for my inventory that's how I know yeah. where a painting is if I can't find it in my studio I'm like oh no where is it and I'll right. go and look at my sheets and oh yeah oh it's at Jenny Station or it's at yeah. Edmonds or somewhere like that now you're also using FASO for your inventory I am and see actually I have like three things going on my I, you know, my organization on my computer and then FASO and then my Word document or not Word, my Google Doc. Yes. FASO is really my main inventory system that I have going on. I, I mean, it is just, it is just, uh, 
it keeps track of everything. I, yeah. That's my main thing. Yeah. And that's, I need to get better at figuring my, that out. Yeah. But now that's yeah. a paid service and not everyone is. That's how you have your website. And I do too. I'm using yeah. FASO now and uh, I'm still learning it about it. But you're you're in, you're a year deep in to FASO. And it really is. Oh, yeah. Um, it has a lot of good points to it. It has a lot of clunky points too that I'm hoping they will revamp. But, right. You know, it's just like uh, Square or Squarespace or WordPress mm -hmm. or Wix or any other option that you have to to sell an e-commerce site to sell your your paintings on. Yeah. Okay. And then so you're using. Let's switch over real quick. We're running out of time here. Income and expenses. We both use spreadsheets of some way or, mm -hmm. and I'm using open office, which is free. Mm -hmm. And I, that's because I don't want to use Google sheets because I just don't want my financial information online. Uh, and that may be silly. It may already be online because I use TurboTax and <laughs> it that way, but uh, you know, that's how I do it. Now you, and I understand you're using a trial um, QuickBooks. program. QuickBooks, I'm doing yeah. QuickBooks, a trial version of that. Yes. Yeah. And uh, I'm still trying to figure my way in there around in there. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Uh, but we'll see how it works. I'll have to check back with you later and let you know how it's going. Okay. Yeah. Cause I, I hear from a lot of people that that is really good. And another one we wanted to mention, and now you've tried it, but I have not I've heard great things about it. Artwork archive. Yes. I had that a few years ago. That's wonderful too. But mm -hmm. I find that FASA, what comes with my website, mm -hmm. functions just as well for just, me yeah. anyway, for oh, me nice. as yeah. Artwork Archive. And that's a nice savings because Artwork Archive, I don't think provides uh, an e-commerce site for you. you they yeah. do provide a lot of things, but I, I don't know that it is a website builder. Yeah, I don't think so. But it does have like, you can have your profile on there. And I think, I think actually you can, you can, um, uh, look at images like you can go to somebody's profile on there and see their paintings so it's not actually oh, okay. a website oh, nice. not okay. a typical website yeah. but you know mm -hmm. but I do know that you can send invoice invoices from there but the same oh, yeah. as with QuickBooks and you know you know I just right. have something set up myself I just email email an invoice and Square does that PayPal does that you know mm -hmm. all these there's so many options for everything oh yeah you, have, you can find lots of ways to do this that you don't have to pay a monthly fee because holy cow the subscriptions right. are getting out of hand aren't they oh they are I know yeah oh I was gonna say one thing about the docs Mm -hmm. And I do this many different ways for me, you know, since I'm a graphic designer as well, and I have access to like InDesign and all these other programs, I just use that instead of Google Docs, but Google Docs will do the same thing for this. I have a sheet that I can print out for stuff that I use um, all the time, printable lists, like for instance, this time of year is we're all starting to think about our taxes. And I have a list of places that I go to regularly. And if I know that I went there, it's just easier to go back and get my mileage for that place. I have a list with that. I also have a sheet made for my office expenses, not expenses. Um, What is it called for on the taxes that you can take off? Write-offs? Well, Right, not, maybe well, write-offs. Yeah, it is home office write-offs. Okay, maybe that yeah. is it. Okay, so I have calculated up that my studio takes up thirteen point nine nine percent of my house, and mm -hmm. so I have a sheet that has. They will allow you to to write off since my office is here. 
in my home, I can write off 13.99% of all communications. So that would be like phone, internet, um, cell phone usage, um, anything that would be commu considered communication. Also trash pickup as well and mm -hmm. heat. And, and I, you know, need my heat. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> especially when it's 29 yeah, degrees here. I know. I cut my Daryl calls this my rug. I've got my vest on. It's like it's like a sheep. It feels so good. It's yeah. so warm because it's kind of cold down it here. It looks warm. It is warm. Okay, so I just wanted to say that it's handy to have things to print off of. You know, this all would go into your systems folder. Things that you would print mm -hmm. off to make your life easier. Do you have anything yeah. that you use? Like no, I, you're an inspiration to me there because I don't keep track of my mileage yet. Oh, I haven't done I that. So, well, I'm really bad. I do. That's why I have that list. This is yeah. in, in this, made out of necessity because I have on my calendar everywhere that I go, but right. I don't keep my mileage and there's two different ways yeah. that you can keep your mileage. Uh, and I use the easiest, which is mm -hmm. I just know how many miles it was there and back. And that's right. what I use that for. That's, that's what I need to do. Yeah. 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 Like it, it really does make it better. All right. So now we move on to collectors real quick. Yeah. And Jamie, I know you keep track of this kind of stuff too. Uh, mm -hmm. As far as how I do it, uh, I just have a Google uh, spreadsheet and I keep uh, all my collectors. I have their name, address, their birthday, if I know it. So I try to get their birthday and I'm, I try to send them a birthday card. I'm not, I need to catch up on that this year. I don't think I've been doing that this year. Um, and their phone number, I how I, yeah, it's, it's so hard to keep up on everything, but we need yeah. to, we need to. Yeah. Uh, it's important. Yeah. How I acquired them. So if they came to me for my show or for my website and then notes about them, like if I know they like bird paintings or abstracts or whatever. And then also uh, I keep information for each collector on what piece they own or pieces if they own more than one, the size of that piece, what they paid for it, and uh, the date they purchased it, and also lifetime value. So how much time do we have? Oh, okay. Uh, so lifetime value, you might be wondering what I mean by that. I keep track of, and I hate to put a value on my collectors, but you know, 80% of your revenues come from 20% of your collectors if you look at the 80 20 rule and you right. might want to google that and research what the 80 20 rule is a little bit more but um so i keep talk about that in another podcast yeah definitely yeah. uh but i keep track of how much they've spent over their lifetime with me as a collector mm -hmm. so i can try to pay special attention to my top collectors right and then they become your vips right yeah you can give them extra little you know perks for stuff and that's that, that's a, a great way to do it. And I pretty much do the same thing. I collect information at like art shows when they sign up for my email list. Mm -hmm. And I, I'll write things down that I notice about them. Oh, like I saw them lingering a long time on this painting. And uh, maybe they struck up a conversation with me. And we talked about the type of uh, paintings that they are attracted to, you know, the yeah. subject matter and stuff. And, and all that is very handy to have. And especially yeah. if, if they're willing to give you their mailing address, that's gold. Cause then you can send them postcards and invitations and, and we could have a whole nother episode on collectors. And Oh yeah, I think so. Yeah. I, I think that's a yeah. good idea. I think we'll do that. Well, I think we should wrap it up. And yeah. We've got another episode under our belt. This is so much fun. I hope, yeah, it is. I hope yeah, I hope the listeners are enjoying it. And when yeah. you can see us on YouTube and I guess and Instagram and Instagram and 
all the good things. We'll have the show notes on the website, creativetypepodcast.com. And until next week, we'll see you then. 